welcome to the All Just Noise podcast with me, James. And me, Neil. Well, here we are. Number two. Number, episode episode number, number two. two. We made it through The Great Escape, just about. I would say unscathed, but it's, it's taken mildly me, scathed. It's taken me a good three days to get back to anything resembling normality. Yes. Yeah, It's um, it was quite a hectic one this time. How many bands did we get through in the end? You got uh, through 32, 32 in I three think days. I got through... About I think I got through thirty three. Um, of course you did. Yeah. Oh. No, I, I think I was a bit less than that. I think Nothing like a bit of one up. Absolutely not. Um, and did so, I say thirty two? I meant thirty four. <laughs> I, I think I saw thirty five. I did see that street drinker with a recorder. That's true. So yeah. come on, that counts. Um, I I think the way we're going to do this is we're just going to run through it day by day. Um, it's a big three day festival, and um, uh, what better place to start than Thursday morning. Yeah, well, I mean, a little bit of a recap for anyone that crazily didn't tune into episode one. So, The Great Escape, three days on Brighton, one wristband, as many bands as you can cram in, basically, every single venue in Brighton. And yeah, we started day one at uh, the Aussie Showcase, which was actually one of the main features that we talked about in the first episode because Sounds Australia never ever disappoint they always have a really good array of uh, of acts in uh, that flown over from australia um and we started at comedia and there was a little little sign of the comedian manufactured queue which is something was, we hate the kmq yeah KMQ. terrible but comedia got a real reputation for just making you wait outside for no apparent reason in fairness then you hadn't opened so that was it was very early we started well before midday with that one um well, we were there well before midday, and we started with, uh, now I've got to get the name right, this is... A Mango Pale Ale, A I Mango believe. Pale Ale was the first, <laughs> was the first act we uh, consumed, uh, followed swiftly by Cousin Tony's Brand New Firebird. Yeah, Brand New Firebird, yes, I kept yes. calling him Swiss Tony, but Swiss it was Cousin, Tony, Cousin, Cousin Tony. Vinny, yep. Vinny Samways, yep. they all came out, yep. um, and yeah, it was, was pretty good, and then we moved, I moved upstairs for Emerson Snow, um... That was an experience. It was an experience. Like, uh, 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 claims to be a visual artist and musician, which personally put me right off him. Um, but the actually, he was, he was fantastic when I saw him. He was really, really good. He was with a new band he'd not played with for more than, I think he said, one session or two sessions at that stage. Um, he was about all weekend. We eventually caught up with him again on Sunday, and it was a slightly more... Rambling, shambolic performance. I think he hadn't podcast. Slept. <laughs> um, sort of the more episodes you get, I think the, in the his defence, when we saw him on, on Saturday, not Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, course, Sunday it had been on course. the train home in God knows what state because Saturday morning he looked like he hadn't slept for about seventy-two hours exactly. and uh, yeah was all and over he, the he's, place. He's playing in London next week, so he's got a whole week <laughs> of sleeping in the back of a van somewhere. So that was all. That was all very good. And yeah, we it was it was a it was a good good start to the festival. On yeah, Thursday, so really, two highlights. Down, I stayed downstairs for the the same Aussie showcase and I saw um, Alex Leahy who was a very impressive female singer-songwriter um, followed by Planet who were trying their hardest to bring back the 90s Planet it's um, kind of early Britpop uh, all sort of fuzzy guitar um, very very Gallagher vocals but uh, yeah very enjoyable well, speaking of the Gallaghers and uh, and the Manchester scene later on in the afternoon we ended up seeing Corella mm-hmm. um, who got quite a lot of hype locally um, playing in the Marine Hotel um, terrible venue. <laughs> terrible venue that, that charges you service <laughs> on your pints, which is uh, um, not welcome at all. Um, it does the, the carpet down to the toilets there is something 
unlike anything else the, I've experienced, there is a, a deep shag on that carpet. There, there certainly is. I'm, I'm still not sure it's quite worth the bar prices. So um, Brighton's got very, very expensive, even uh, even in the year or so since we were last down there. And um, the first round we got in for four of us was 24 quid. And then the round in the Marine Hotel was also 24 quid. I was like, oh, that's okay. And then I realised there were only two, two of us <laughs> there. It was £12 a drink, at, including service charge, obviously. Uh, those of us who have gone to the, uh, see Vic Galloway in the Scottish uh, Scottish Showcase with cloth, uh, we're only paying £3 for, uh, for a delicious cider. Um, always stick with the Scots. Yeah, they, always, they, yeah. they know how to say yeah, the penny. Say, 24 quid would not have gone down well in the uh, in the one church for that. But yeah, a, a good day that led on to a, a pretty pretty sharp evening. Um, probably the highlights were, I would say, Ed the Dog at uh, the Green Door Store, who was absolutely excellent. Um, very young knivesy. Um, brought back a sort of whole sort of memory of some of that early two thousand stuff. That that proper sort of real absurd but fun yeah uh, kind of vibe I guess going on where Definitely. it's just nonsense almost a little bit novelty but but, but actually not. really yeah good. yeah but it's not really and good, yeah. Yeah, listening to it on record I thought there was a little bit of Los Campesinos in there and a little bit I, I was saying a bit it reminded me a lot of the research um, who were popular loosely about um, 10 12 years ago and it had that sort of feel but that I thought they were absolutely excellent our friend Darren got right down the front he got very, <laughs> he very much very much involved he loved every single minute of it um, and we went from there for well, actually, we went and had a had a kebab, not a kebab, now a gyro, a gyro, uh, which was much appreciated. We do eat when we do these things as well as drink, uh, and then went and spent the entire rest of the evening in uh, the Hope and Ruin at the Spindle Showcase, where we saw Koala, yep. How and the Hum, Fuzzy and Sun, Fuzzy Sun. Yeah, um, I all three were were really really good. Uh, very different. Oh, that was an excellent show. I mean, excellent triple. Koala did very well day. considering the condition. It, yeah, yeah. So um, we we were trying to work out the name Koala, and they came out and actually said it's because one of them, possibly both of them, are dyslexic, and that's how they spell Koala, as in koala bear, but they spell it with a, a W and like in the totally the wrong place. And we're like, I don't know, don't know what on earth that's all about. But actually, they were really good. They, they were, were really, really two talented frontmen. One one Absolutely. of them, one yeah. of them, all the talent. I think it's fair to. Say because he was the guy with the guitar, and I think yeah, the and the other, the vocal, the, the vocal, the very strong, very, very, very strong singer though. And, uh, you can yeah. see where my biases are with bands. Yes, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was, um, yeah, they were they were really good, and led on to Fuzzy, Fuzzy Sun, who from Stockport, who were from Stockport. Um, they're supporting Blossoms at their big show in Edgeley Park in uh, over the summer. And they and sound a little bit like Blossoms. They do sound a little bit like Blossoms. Um, I thought they sounded really good actually. Yeah, they they were, they, 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 were... they do have that kind of Blossomsy sound. There's no other way of really describing. It, really capturing the Stockport vibe, um, but we got something really special with the uh, the Howl and the Hum afterwards, didn't we? Uh, we did, yeah. The Howl and the Hum were, um, I thought, really superb. I was a little sceptical, as I think I might have mentioned before, that they were on at midnight on the first day, and from what I'd heard of the Howl and the Hum, quite melancholy, yeah, yeah, a little bit sleepy. Um, and I thought it's one of those. It was sort of a, if you want, if you want a three in the afternoon good cry as we all do with my perfect soundtrack maybe not for midnight on the first day of a festival but it was the 
browsing, I would say. Other by extreme. The end. Yeah. So, so it was intense. It was uh, captivating. Uh, yeah. The the guy with his massive trousers was uh, was absolutely brilliant as Who the front man. Isn't Chinese? It's definitely not despite Chinese. Despite no. the fact. No. No, I made a, you, I made a small mistake. You thought he might mistake. have been Chinese, well, <laughs> actually they've just got a song <laughs> yeah, that yeah, mentions yeah. China. I remembered very little about them, and I was like, oh, they might, might possibly be Chinese. You know, they weren't Chinese. They have a song called God Manchester Chinese Bridge, which is brilliant. Hasten yeah. to add, please do And even better out. live as well. Yeah. If you can find a live so, recording so on YouTube or something. So it's, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, here, the, the whole set sort of built up to that as a massive yeah. crescendo to yeah. finish on. Absolutely great. And as if you couldn't get any more than that, we sort of left on quite the high. Thought, right, we'll go go back to our flat, which is uh, middle of bloody nowhere. Um, but on the away. way, on the way to uh, to to this flat, which might as well be in Eastbourne, um, we uh, we went past the latest music bar, and they still had a set on. Uh, yeah. Quarter past one, press club, press club, uh, Australian, um, very shouty, very in your face. Yeah. Very short little girl. It was it was a fairly small crowd. I mean, it felt like there were only the three of us for for a good chunk of yeah. the, of, that, of that set. It was it was a bit of a sausage fest, which did feel a little awkward with the, the front woman prancing around quite a lot. Yeah, yeah uh, you, had, you almost had your camera knocked out of your hand at one stage. <laughs> well, it was well, what was funny. There's a massive stage at latest, and she'd spent quite a lot of it at the front. And obviously, I couldn't capture any of the band. She was performing with the band. And she stepped back at one point. I was like, oh, brilliant. And now I'll finally get a shot of her and the band. Got my camera out. And she looked almost directly in the eyes. If what the hell are you doing? And stormed forward so I could only get her in the me. shot. Me. So, it's all, yeah, about, it's all me. about me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that was enough to... That was, it, was, it was quite... To go from, you know, a very sort of almost orchestral brooding performance with, uh, with the Hal and the Hum to basically flat out. You know, hundred miles an hour garage shanty. punk with yeah. uh, you know from Australia. It was it was it was it was quite the quite the contrast, and that's what's so great about the festival. You can see a little bit of everything, and yeah. well, Saturday brought a little bit of everything as well, didn't it? Um, we 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 started off um, back at Latest Music Bar, sort of, <laughs> oh, yes. at the scene of uh, it's exactly the same venue. It yep. was the, the one that like, was closest less to than twelve hours later. Less than twelve hours later, watching Kid Smoke. Yeah. Um, from Wales, Wales, North, North Wales, North Wales, I think Wales I think. Were, yeah. yeah, Wrexham, yeah. Um, who were really good. Somehow managed to get themselves on um, one of the episodes of Black Mirror on the soundtrack. So had a bit of following because of that. It was a full venue. Um, I thought they were pleasant enough. They were they were pleasant. And they were followed by as if you listen to podcast number one, you'll know I was very much looking forward to Jack Perrett. You remember the Jack Perrett drinking game that I talked about? Um, now, unfortunately, I didn't realise that this show we were capturing was an acoustic show, so it didn't quite have the late nineties vibes that I was hoping. For. I mean, it had a lot of them. It did. It's mostly Oasis. It did, but it Almost was pretty much Oasis. Oasis. It was it was him with his acoustic guitar, and and to be fair, he was he, he came across really well. I mean, what do you reckon? He is seventeen, and he, yeah, shades. Shades of Lennon Gallagher to him, yeah, I felt. He yeah, looked, you know, he definitely, yeah, um, yeah definitely had had a, had a look and a style that he was going for. But, but I think that I think the uh, I hesitate to use this word, but the sweetest thing about the Jack Perrett show was uh, we've been tweeting out who we saw, and I tweeted a picture of him and said, sort of really, really nice acoustic set from Jack Perrett. Immediately got three likes 
all from the Perrit family. Yes. <laughs> I think I got one from his mum, his dad, and probably his sister within within seconds of tweeting out. I was like, I, I like well, this. Well, it's good to have a follower. It's good to have a follower. I now wonder what's wrong with the other bands. Why aren't their parents all liking a follower? They're doing something stuff? wrong. They're doing something yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's terrible. If well, the parents could do it. It, it, com- it comes back to our conversation last time about Tropical Fuckstorm. They just yeah, have well, names. They get disowned. disowned by their family immediately. Nobody can disown the parrot. Um, and we went from there to one of our favourites who we talked about last time uh, Boniface he did not disappoint he didn't disappoint played some new material um, mm-hmm. and gets more and more confident gets, gets it's a much louder sound every time you see it yeah. and he just considering it's basically 12 months almost to the day on the same stage as since, last year since we first yeah. saw him um, that was incredible that was his first of three sets of the day he went from there to I can't remember Exactly he did, he no, well, he did, did the Foles gig that night and then yeah. the Walrus the next day. Oh, that was over the next day. So, yeah, he went there, but it was, this was very much the warm up for that that Foles gig, which by all accounts went really, really well for yeah. him. And, you know, it's great that he's he's getting that exposure. Transgressive really seems to be pushing him at the moment. So, that was uh, really good to see. And then we yeah. went our separate ways. We went our separate ways. I went and uh, I caught the snuts, and I'm very pleased I did so. It was back in the, um, the, the Scottish showcase in the church. Um, which was a very interesting place to see the Snuts, and I didn't know a great deal about them. But what we'd noticed the whole festival was there seemed to be a bit of an embargo on bands drinking their own booze, because um, clearly the Great Escape, in their wisdom, have signed up some corporate pilsner that basically is the only thing that anyone we're on stage gonna, is. We're a, not even going to name. No, and it's the only thing that anyone had been drinking on stage. You and thought I, it was water for a while because well, someone that joked was that about, having a, made a joke joke about having a can of a water, crisp can of water. But I think it, I think it was some sort of pilsner. It was some sort of Aussie joke that went straight over my head yeah, um, but, but whereas the snuts did, didn't mess around in the slightest um, they completely uh, put the corporate deal to one side had a bottle of Buckfast Good. each on stage Good. each? a bottle of Buckfast each fucking hell I didn't they, realise they, that yeah, oh, uh, I think yeah Three or four of them had a bottle of Buckfast each, and the uh, lead singer had little miniatures of whiskey in his uh, in his, his suit jacket. And um, but it was out of his tree. Yeah, it was one of those gigs, and again, it touches on what we talked about last time. It was quite corporatey because the snuts had been really well hyped, um, and it was one of those gigs where the crowd was really really quiet. And I think he's used to everyone going ballistic. The snuts are proper sort of hundred miles an hour guitar music that I think he's used to the fans loving them a bit. But it was a bit of one of those awkward silences. Um, but rather than just sort of awkward get on with it he called out the crowd and he would basically come out he was obviously quite well leathered at the time and he was saying oh, the set the set what? was at three in the afternoon yeah three in the yeah, afternoon good yeah good very, very well leathered and he came good out and was like what what the hell's wrong with you what the hell's wrong with you and he said you may have noticed we've got an array of booze for all situations this situation this requires whiskey and that's when he got the whiskey out of his pocket and started downing that um, so yeah very very well booed beset with technical difficulties which may have been the fault of the equipment or it may have been the fault of the front man Ooh. not remembering how to play a guitar which yeah. was quite possible but having said that great fun and I think they've, they've got a big future based on uh, based on that show well, I saw some young whippersnappers while you were at the uh, the Snuts Young team. Uh, my life story. Um, who, Never heard of them. No, I mean, one of that, and it is yes, it is my life story of Britpop days of past. Um, they are back with a new album, their first for nearly twenty years. Um, and upon introducing uh, one of the one of the songs, they've got a brand new band. I should say, my life story started out as basically Jake Shillingford's. Um, own project during the 90s always toured with a huge band always split the money right down the middle so didn't really make any money Um, and now he's decided it's time to cash in 
and is touring with four reasonably young band members and turned to his keyboardist at one stage, gave her a wink, looked back and went, this song, this song was first released a week before the keyboardist was born. <laughs> and it was like, I don't know why I always say that. It makes me feel fucking shit. <laughs> it must have made most of the audience made feel a bit feel shit. shit. As well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but played a rising set, all the hits, couple of new songs, new songs sound great. The old stuff sounds brilliant as ever. Um, really good. Not really in the in the ethos and the spirit of The Great Escape. I'll give you that. But um, one of my favourite bands, one of my life's favourite bands, and you know, wasn't nice. going to miss an opportunity to see that. They're crowdfunding for a new album at the moment. One of the prizes, or one of the things you can buy is a private gig um, where Jake and the band will come and play you know, in your office or in your house. I kind of feel I don't need them to do that. Well, now. It was, a very, already, it was a very quiet venue. There was yeah. probably no more than 20 people in there. It was perfect. Really, really good. Can I, can I put a quick shout out next for a, a very small band? I think it was our only alternative escape band of the festival. Which technically, was... technically, that was my. Oh, okay. 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 On, the then. only alternative escape that I saw was Breathe Panel, um, who we'd seen at a showcase at the Windmill in Brixton about three weeks previously on their, yeah. their um, Easter Friday show. Um, they mm-hmm. were superb. Them, uh, I'll be be honest, I hadn't heard of them until then, but they were one of the picks of, of that day on uh, on Good Friday, and they were playing at Brighton as well. So we made sure we popped into the Mucky Duck yeah, and saw them, and yeah. yeah he, he, Equally good and a massive crowd, massive crowd. Yeah, huge them. crowd, absolutely packed out for it. And yeah, yeah. They, they were, they were. I think they were the best thing we saw on that um, the Bad Friday show in the yeah. windmill, and they were very, very good there. Um, and then it was largely the bar, um, which was visited for a good few hours. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that, that largely because of the the pious the Play It Again Sam showcase at the Hideout, which is way too small for a label that size. And who could afford a much bigger venue if they're going to be there, to be honest. Um, with a queue, must have been three, four hundred metres long for Pit Blom and Indoor Pets. And then yeah. that queue kind of merged into a James Bay secret, not so secret set. So crowd. I'm going to go into my only bit of negativity about The Great Escape. Which... It's got too big, got too well, corporate. Not necessarily. So actually, but that's, that's not my negativity. My negativity is more. It wouldn't be from you, would it? With. Love corporate. My negativity is with other people, unsurprisingly. Yes, yeah. And it's actually that enough people will buy a ticket to The Great Escape, which is a new music showcase, and are prepared to spend three hours of their evening queuing for a James Bay set that they previously didn't even know was on. And this was, and I hate this as well, it was a secret set that was announced 24 hours in advance. That's not a secret set. That's a very well-publicised set, 24 hours in advance, and people were prepared to go and queue for it. And it's that kind of thing that I just think the, the festival doesn't need. Well, it was advertised on Six Music the, yeah. during the morning yeah. of, yeah. it's day two of The Great Escape featuring 500 bands and James, James Bay. Bay. It's yeah. like, well, hardly a secret, is it? <laughs> so anyway, we we soldiered on in the I, pub. I, I won't regardless. call this woman out, but I saw someone on Twitter that said that on day two of The Great Escape, they saw two bands... And they spent twice the amount of time in a queue than they did actually watching live music. That's and ridiculous. Just, just, Absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. When yeah. you got 150 bands on, yeah. it's you know, the Thursday and the Friday are the busy days. They they they're always busy with industry people because they're obviously working. Yeah. But you've got most bands on as well for that reason. There's not an excuse at no time during the day if you want to see a band, should you not be seeing a band? Absolutely. You know, we were in the bar because we wanted to have a drink yeah um, and we still saw 10 bands that day yeah <laughs> we did do bad we did do bad um, and we went on to see we were joined by we had the full company with us by this stage um, and we went off to see Chapaqua Wrestling Chapaqua 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 no, at the always you know scenic 
always slightly disappointing acoustically. Horatio is at the end of the pier. The bar at the end of the pier, surprisingly, isn't best designed for... <laughs> it always seems like such a fun idea. So, oh, let's go and see someone at the end of the pier. Then you realise, oh, Christ, is it all the way down there? It's bloody it's miles bloody away. Long it's even further away than the beach, I think. Yeah, and then you're right. The, the, the sound's pretty terrible. There's generally always a queue to get in because other people are like, oh, let's go and see someone at the end yeah. of the pier. And uh, no, we jumped straight know, in, though, we, didn't we? But we were lucky. I turned we around lucky. five... You know, we were at the... You, you haven't even got served. Someone was on after them. The, oh, the queue, queue oh, was... Oh, Squid. Squid, yes. Squid. The queue was literally three lengths of the pier. It was it was insane. It was absolutely yeah, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Um, and then we went to the So Young Showcase, and we got we well we right. had to queue a bit while people were at Viagra Boys, yep. the Venga Boys. Yep, the Venga Boys. Are coming. Um, yeah. Which was, I mean, again, a massive sausage fest, and brings me on to my big rant, which is also other people, but it's Idols Dads, which is my big. Uh, my big rant. I, I honestly know. I've never seen anyone under forty wearing an Idols t-shirt. <laughs> it, it's the it's the new sleeping with your secretary. It's it's the midlife crisis. So I, I I'm I, you know we, we talked about pigs 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 pigs, 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 pigs uh, on the last one. But again, I, you know, I I don't mind the the pig seven, but. Again, the only Pig 7 t-shirts, the only Viagra Boys fans. There's not a single person under 40 coming out of that venue, which is fine if that's your, your key market. But don't tell me, oh, it's, it's because it's real punk. Is it really, or is it just because you're angry because you don't love your wife anymore? I don't know what it is, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in on idols. So we've, I might be out on We got, uh, we got my negati- negativity out with James Bay. Now we're getting James's out with, uh, with, with idols, idols dads. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> let's move on to the positive. Let's move on to the positive. Um, what a but showcase. Then we got, cause, yeah, because they all fucked off and yeah. then we got in for Gently Tender formerly the Palmer Violets I spent half of the Palmer half Violets. of the Palmer Violets I spent the, try, the while trying to work out which half was the Palmer Violets <laughs> got it completely wrong yeah. um, oh I'm so glad they've got a new singer yeah, well, <laughs> James they haven't got a new singer that's they, the guy what they've, got rid, what they've got rid of is the annoying the, singer yeah, the second have. singer yeah. who, I, who sounds like the first singer because he gets in the way he's like the frogman from Gomez um <laughs> Only very niche Gomez fans understanding that one, um, but they—I thought they were great. They were continuing great, that yeah. very sort of very relaxed kind of country Americana thing that they that that they had going on with the the, the few songs that. I'd heard before, and they continued yep. that throughout. The they whole still set. can't quite finish a song, can they? That's uh, my one criticism. There's quite a song few bands just sort of we end. saw just yeah. sort of. Just, I think far too many, far too, far too many people are accepting the fade out on uh, on Spotify and iTunes. It's like we don't really need to finish our songs because it starts <laughs> yeah, just fading yeah. out after a few seconds. So very true. Um, and then sports team, sports team, and Neil. Wow. Now I've had a few days to think about this, and I think. After it's all calmed down, I think they might be the greatest band in the history of the world ever. Well, I heard you say that yesterday, and I laughed. I was like, "Oh, James has had a few. Uh, what? What? A ridiculous, I have had a few. What a ridiculous exaggeration." But you might be right. <laughs> did, you, did you also listen? So I went. I, I listened to the entire back catalogue, and I was like, "Fucking hell, these guys are brilliant." And they sounded when I first listened to them, I thought they sounded a little bit pavementy. I've gone back and I've realised that they are the second coming of good era pavement without any of the wanking around. Uh, what they do have is one of the most charismatic front men I think I've ever seen in a live act. 
Yeah, my my only hesitation is it's a little bit of a show, isn't it? They've got their characters, so the the yeah. front the front man has a character. He comes out. He's a wacky front man. He does Mick Jagger impressions. He windmills his arms around. He climbs up in the scaffolding, which is which is which is great. And at it's the same, but at the same time, they've got a keyboardist who is basically a robot, very deliberately a robot. He comes out. He shows no emotion. He's their best. He, yeah. Uh, he's the anti-Bez the anti-Bez anti yeah, because he, he, he doesn't get into the music at all he just comes out he presses the keys he walks around with percussion but not dancing just very slowly deliberately just walking, walking around the stage to the other. Yeah. pacing in time like a metronome um, and actually the contrast is brilliant and I think they've done it deliberately because they, it makes it a show yeah. makes it a, a show as well, as, I, as, well as a performance I'm all, I'm all for that I, I think you could yeah, go and, you agree, could go and yeah. speak to a number of bands and that they you know they, they're very different on stage the way they're off off stage they've just yeah. got a very clear style of doing it um I, I was all all fired up ready to go and get tickets to see him at the um Kentish Town <laughs> Forum, Forum unfortunately they're supporting the Pale Waves which is a t- yeah, I'm almost tempted to go just to watch them and walk then, out and then walk, walk out, out before Pale Waves yeah. and arms, get myself a large pork bap and uh, if it wasn't 26 quid a ticket I'd be all over that <laughs> I'm still I still might be all over that but I'm still not saying it, that it reassures me that their time is still to come I don't think they're that well known to be fair the crowd reaction was brilliant at Great Escape yeah. so I think they were going to be the crowd went absolutely bananas so I'm confident their time will come there will be a good headline show coming soon definitely and they're playing a lot of festivals lot of over festivals, the summer yeah. they're at Truck and they will get attention they're, I think they're at Electric Picnic they're, they're at they're the all, uh, Reaper Barn they're at the Reaper Barn <laughs> Festival in Hamburg which is the big one for me uh, I'm very keen to uh, to get tickets for that they, yeah, they, they, they're all over the place but if you if you are at a festival and they're playing do go and see them I, I can almost guarantee they'll be the best thing you see at Absolutely. a festival this summer absolutely fantastic and really there was no way to really continue the evening after that it was it nope. was so good so well we didn't go for a debrief we came out I was like wow we have to have a debrief after that which was a, a quiet drink yeah <laughs> I don't even remember we insisted on might have had to discuss that we went to the tap oh uh, yes we did yes um, yeah we went, yes went to a pub that was showing uh, keeping up appearances <laughs> yes. rerun. as the ultimate comeback yes that's team. right um, what was it though I thought it was Anybody who doesn't love keeping up appearances, I'll tell you who doesn't. Idols dance. Uh, anyway, enough of that. Saturday, the final day of the festival. More Aussies. More Aussies. Good brunch, uh, as opposed to the horrendous um, Bloody Mary I'd had the day before. Oh. And the Mucky Duck. Love the Mucky Duck. Lovely staff as well. How 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 um, spicy do you want your your bloody Marys? Seven, you said seven, you seven, said ten. seven. I think you said six, six and a half, half, just to be annoying. Yeah, so you clearly got six. I got an eight, but there would seem to be a misunderstanding between the difference more, between more rum being poured. Just yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. The rum pouring. Thank you. Um, there seemed to be a difference between salty and spicy because yeah. it was like drinking seawater. Anyway, Saturday, good brunch, felt good, and then off we went. To the beach, to the Aussie barbecue. Sounds Australia, Aussie to South barbecue. Australia. Um, no sausage and bread to be seen. No, no, didn't need it. Didn't need it. Um, so that was fine. And we saw Sons of the East, who are they're Austra- a little bit country. They are Australia's answer to the Lumineers. Um, to the extent they even sounded a little. Um, so there was a southern drawl at they, one stage. Yeah, they, I think they got Australia confused with the deep south of yes. America, and they didn't really know where they were coming from. Um, but it, it was. A little bit deliberate. That's obviously their, their style, and, and quite enjoyable. And the sun came out, and it was yeah, quite pleasant. They were on the yeah. outside stage, and um, um, they're, they're, 
well, this is one of the most gobsmacking thing. Their most played song on Spotify is up to about 32 million plays. Okay, no. and I, so I was expecting an enormous crowd for them, but actually it was probably, what, 50, 50, 50 60 yeah. people? Yeah, absolutely, for them. absolutely so, tops. I only assume they're huge in Southern America. Yeah. <laughs> in Chile? No, in Texas. Oh, right, okay. South, in the, the Southern deep states. South, okay, the deep okay, south, okay. The Southern states. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. They not have any pan pipes. <laughs> um... And from there, we we sort of frittered around the beach for for a little bit, and then we joined the crumpet, crumpet, the crumpet, crumpet queue, queue. Um, to see the psychedelic porn crumpets, along with half of Brighton. Yes, yeah, again, it was really, it was busy for a Swayze and the Ghost. Oh, a, a, yeah, Patrick Swayze and the Ghosts. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so we couldn't get in, so we had a, a short queue of about five minutes. Um, Got in, and the place was absolutely rammed for it. Really? We, we looked back just as we were getting in the tent, because this was long before the psychedelic crumpets came on. Yeah, good, Turn good 20 minutes. And the queue was as far as you could see. Basically, the whole of the beach venue was a queue to get in to see the crumpets. Yeah. Hence, it crumpet was, queue. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. They were very good. I'm not sure, had I been halfway through the queue, I would have felt compelled to stay in the queue it, it didn't it was a bit the, prog a bit psychedelic it was very, it was, it was very prog it's, it's not really my cup of tea it was very accomplished um although it was we quite did, good fun although we did bump into great escape legend oldie rock we did we and, saw him almost every day yeah right? and it, but he pointed out to us that it can't be considered prog because they played four tracks in their 30 minute sets yeah. and proper prog would be two at most yeah. maybe one and a half and no, there were no so. capes no, as no, well. capes. Yeah. no capes no capes very so definitely definitely not proper prog um we then had the best Uber ride in the best, world best off to see Sisu. Sisu were pleasant, but the Uber ride sort of trumped the day as far as uh, I was concerned. I've, I've never known an Uber driver quite like this, and you certainly don't get this uh, this sort of Uber in, in, in London, because I think Brighton you get a whole different type of person. And the guy obviously um, had listened to us talking about music and was into his bands, and I said, oh, you, you sound like the sort of guy that might have been to Glastonbury, because I wanted to talk about Glastonbury. And his eyes lit up, and he just it's like, oh yeah, on. been a few times, oh, mate, been he, a few times. He, he went on basically ten minutes of the most hilarious anecdotes about his times at Glastonbury. His uh, his ecstasy erection was uh, <laughs> was a personal. Highlight. So this, this started with him um, desperately needing a shower because he was like, but typically at Glastonbury, not in his Uber. Yeah, yeah, not in his Uber yeah. at Glastonbury, and he'd uh, not had a wash for three days. So he saw a sign for uh, for showers, and basically the sign was directing him to the Harry Krishna tent. And sure enough, they had showers in the Harry Krishna tent, but. In his words, he hadn't been drinking that weekend because it was the 90s and you didn't drink in the 90s. Um, so he was off his head for an entirely different reason and he uh, got naked for the shower um, found himself naked with a huge, again in his words, ecstasy erection and uh, found a uh, that it was a mixed sex <laughs> shower that he was in and he found himself with a young lady trying uh, to explain trying don't to worry explain. don't worry it's not sexual it's an ecstasy erection that was great he was really good Dara if you're ever in uh, in, in Brighton and you end up with Dara as your Uber driver ask him about Glastonbury what a, a top top legend absolutely 5 um, out of 5 and a £2 tip and a £2 <laughs> tip I don't tip my Uber drivers but I tipped him um, so yeah we saw Sisu they were fine um, and then our mild bit of celebrity spotting in oh, uh, in Meat Liquor Brighton get a seat like oh we'll just get can we have that booth right there so sp- specifically selected there were a few sort of raised eyebrows I thought nothing more of it <laughs> sat down and uh, we were joined by our company and uh, she went uh, is that is that Carl Barrett sitting behind you like no. And she is a slight Carl Barrett obsession. She is, as well, yeah, yeah, definitely, she? yeah. Uh, like, no. 
it bloody is. <laughs> and it was. And he was there with, with I think, some of the band. It's like, no, he's in China. I think it was like his sister had been he, playing. I think his sister, yeah. so Lucy Barrett, I think, yeah. might have been playing as part of the alternative escape. Yeah. Um, so it's a big group of them. Um, and it was it's one of those, it was fine where I was sitting, I was sort of facing, but you sort of had your back to, it was sort of, yeah. the sort of I'm looking for odd reasons to turn, to turn around, around and just make sure it is. But I had to really control that because I'm, I'm terrible when I see anyone I recognise from a band, which I'm very unobservant, so it's quite rare. But when I do, I get a bit sort of lost for words. And in Brighton, you quite often, during the Great Escape, see band members walk past you. And my only thing that I can think to really do is just shout out the band name and go, Oi, mate, mate! And I did it last year with a, a guy called Milk who had played at Sticky Mike. I don't Mike's. think that's his real name, is well, it? No, well, I don't know his real name, funnily enough. But when I saw him the next day wearing the same green Adidas uh, tracksuit, walked past, Oi, Milk! Oi, Milk, mate! Milk! Oi, Milk! Waving until eventually he acknowledges me. And this well, year... he only acknowledged us because he, he thought we were... But he was doing some filming I think on the he beach. Thought we, we were were MTV. he thought we were MTV. And sort of started walking over and then sort of did the whole, whoop, no, no, so wrong just way. Random drugs. Um, but then the same happened this year that, again, we were in the KMQ, the comedian manufactured queue for, for CZ. And having seen the previous band, someone walks past and I'm like, I recognise those big trousers. It's Howl and the Hum, mate. And I shouted, Oi, mate, Howl and the Hum, mate. Oi, Oi, Howl and the Hum, mate. And he turns around and looks at me. Great set, mate! And he gives me a gives me a big thumbs up and wanders off, and that, yeah. that's about as far as I go he, with the celebrities. He thought you were going to kill him. Yeah, he may he may have done. He, he may definitely have thought that it was. But but back to meat liquor, I had to really control myself because when I heard Carl Barrett was behind, I just wanted to turn around and shout, "Oi, Libertines, Libertines, mate! Oi, mate! Great set, mate! You haven't even played it <laughs> <a> yet." <set. laughs> So there was, there was a sort of brief conversations about should we, should we get a picture? Should we speak to? Him? Should we interview him for the podcast? Um, in the end, we should really should have done yeah, that. We, in the end, we just ate our monkey fingers and got out of there. <laughs> uh, and we went to the Oi Oi Showcase oi, oi, uh, put on by uh, this feeling, which was very much the um, lads, 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 lads showcase. Um, again, massive sausage fest. Um, and we saw the kick flips. Uh, kick, kick lips. The kick lips. Yep. Um, who were um, uh, joined on drums by the uh, a young John Tickle from the first Big Brother, um, which is an unfortunate lookalike for him. Um, who was once uh, on your one of your WhatsApp groups? <laughs> Let's move on from Let's that. Let's move on from Let's that. Let's move uh, on to Bilk. And then we went on to Bilk. Bilk, mate, mate, mate. Um, Bilk are from Chelmsford. And, and don't we know it? <laughs> don't we know it? Their song CM2 is basically about being in Chelmsford. Um, that was fine. They, they were quite, you know, precocious, you know, quite raw, punky band. Um, then they did a song about not being able to get an erection, something our Uber driver wouldn't know anything no, about. No. Uh, as, as he sort of said, uh, this one's about a little problem. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one in the audience to uh, to have suffered from that. Uh, it's called Can't Get It Up. Uh, and considering the audience was, you know, there were a lot of idols, dads. And, there was a like, lot of stone island and, in there Yeah, there was well. a lot of stone. You're just like, oh, Jesus, he, he probably got that just right. Um... <laughs> But yeah, they were they were they were fine. Uh, the Estevans looked like it was going to be very very busy, but yeah. you guys went off to see the Amazons, and I went off to see the Bets. Yeah, so I feel a little bit hypocritical now because I'd said in uh, episode number one that I don't do the established bands at Great Escape. Well, I felt but, bad saying I went to see My Life Story yeah, during your rant earlier in the podcast. But, but sometimes it just has to be done. And to be fair, the the Saturday evening 
unless there's a very sort of niche band that you particularly love, it's not great. It's fairly slim pickings on a Saturday evening because all the industry stuff have gone home. A lot of bands are moving on to do other venues, so there's not a huge amount. But there was one showcase down at Coalition uh, that was headlined by the Amazons, and it also featured Puma Rosa and Mini Mansion, so three quite well-established bands. We're like, actually, we'll go down, and if we can get in, let's just do that. So, so we wandered down, actually got in straight away while many mansions were on. So, caught the end of them. They were they were excellent. They've been around a long time now, so they know what they're doing. Um, Puma Rose are a little bit disappointing. Um, quite enjoyed some of their early stuff, but yeah, they well exactly. They they seem to disown their their one good song, which was Priestess, and and just basically it was just the the woman singing and a guy with a with a Casio keyboard next to her, which was pretty much a bit of a downer but thankfully was followed by the amazons who were absolutely fantastic came out and did a six song set um, yeah three three new ones um so new albums out in a couple of weeks um did three new ones and three old classics um uh, bumped into some of the reading crowd who we know as well that were there specifically for the amazons i think that was the only reason they even went to the great escape um but it was um yeah it was a really good show and it was a good sort of high to to finish the weekend on yeah and the best i think it, you're right what you're saying about the industry it is a lot a lot quieter the industry have all gone home the bands that do stick around are bands like the best who played earlier in the weekend as well i think they use those saturday shows as, as, as a bit of a a come down and a, an opportunity to just relax and it was a bit more a bit more loose, I felt. Um, they were very nervous. I, I felt they probably would have been incredibly nervous in a room full of industry uh, uh, against more sort of like-minded music fans, normal attendees. They could let loose a little bit. Great, great vocals, brilliant guitarist. I think they're, they're a band to really watch out. They're getting some six music play. I think they're going to be all over the place this summer. And, and they're from New Zealand. They are from New Zealand, a rare, a rare New mm. Zealand band. Um, and yeah, they were they were absolutely incredible. Really, a, a lot louder than I was expecting. It wasn't quite as chilled out as as it could have been. But yeah, really, really fun, really accomplished. And whilst you were there at the Amazons, I tailed off and went to watch some Brazilian art rock in patterns <laughs> to end my festival um, with Bike, who were actually really good. Um, I was largely in there for a booze. So I thought, well, I might as well make full use of my 60 quid ticket and see one last thing waiting for you to turn up from the Amazons and ended on Bike. Bike, mate. Bike, mate. They were very nice. They were pleasant. I was trying to, I was trying to find out what their Twitter handle was so we could send something out. They're like, oh yeah, does it have to be on Twitter? It's like, oh, we want to follow you too. Which they have done. Which they have which done. Is, yeah. uh, you know, true to their word. Always true. Always, so the Brazilian showcase next year, I think we'll all be going to get in Brazilians next year. Um, and that was our great escape. And really, that was our great it? escape. Yeah. And then least said about the Sunday, the better, really. Yeah, so it was hard. It's always always very hard. Just for everyone's a doubt, no bands on Sunday, just no. the hungover trip just, back to yeah. London. Just the, once again, another pack of bacon yeah. that yeah. didn't yeah. get eaten in the apartment, <laughs> making the long journey home. And a lot Rail of Rail replacement buses, yeah. uh, the whole... Yeah kit and caboodle so yeah, Uber's trying not to yeah, so yeah. The, the anti we had the ultimate Uber on the uh, the Saturday and then the worst possible Uber on the Sunday where you just Didn't feeling say single word. Ain't not a single word no don't talk to me no very uh, yeah it was very quiet so and yeah that was that was our great escape and um, we hope you've enjoyed it was a blast our sort of quick run through what we've seen and a, and a quick plug for Great Escape 2020 yeah. if, you, if you like what you hear advanced tickets are stupidly cheap 45 40, quid 45 15 quid. quid a day 
Yeah, incredible. I, mean, I worked out something like one pound forty a band based on what I saw, and yeah. you know, like it's ridiculous. I mean, buy a ticket now if you, even if you could only make a day or two of it. It's such good value. It's well, it's that's fantastic. the yeah, and that and that is the thing that day tickets when you when they come out are about thirty quid, yeah, thirty five exactly. quid. So, so it's just get the forty. It's almost worth just get ticket. get them now and get them all sorted out. And that's yeah. that's sort of our big plug for the Great Escape out yeah. of the way. Um, we're going to do a few more podcasts over the summer, Ooh. I think, aren't we? Um, it's it's a good time for music at the moment. It's festival season, so we're probably going to do a few more festival previews as they as they come. Yep. You're at Reading, I'm at yeah. Glastonbury. Um, there are some good records coming out, and we're probably going to do these. Every Bound to be a sports team tour, and I think we could probably do yeah. a sports team themes uh, theme podcast. I think podcast we'll, we'll do a whole where, one, whole where, one based on every single song. I so. mean, we could talk about Margate. We could talk about the M5, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, that's it. All of them. All of them ski lifts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's that's. Uh, so we've done our great escape plug. We've plugged sports team. <laughs> we've plugged Glastonbury. We've plugged Reading. Yeah, I don't think we've got anything. None our Twitter and our Twitter, <laughs> of course. That, and and what a way to go out. So at all just noise one, um, soaring Twitter numbers after our great escape weekend. We're oh, doing yeah. huge traffic now, <laughs> up to up to nearly. No, not even two hundred seventy. Yeah, so huge traffic. Um, so yeah it's, it's really the account to be on and we'll be tweeting our various thoughts and you can go back and look at all of Neil's p- pictures and some There's of my crappy pictures, pictures and, and a couple of videos as well and final sports team plug the video for sports team was quite amazing because we were upstairs and saw the crowd go bananas so it's yeah, worth watching I very much enjoyed the guy with the uh, with the, with the, uh, the cast on his arm as well oh, so he was sort of holding yeah. it desperately trying not to get it hit or get it <laughs> wet which is virtually impossible in that situation but yeah that's it for uh, that's it for uh, episode so two of the All Just Noise podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. Do, we'll be back soon. Do come and uh, subscribe, review us. We're on Spotify. We'll be on uh, iTunes. We're on all your good podcasts. And tweet providers. us your feedback as well, or uh, any any interesting comments or questions. Yes, please, yes, please do. <laughs> I'm sure, we'll get yeah, thousands get of those. Thousands of those from all two hundred and sixty odd listeners. So um, yeah, so um, yeah, we'll be in touch soon, and we'll uh, we'll see you for episode three. Bye. Thanks, Neil. Bye.